But we pray this morning that you would speak to us as we look to your word and to the truth of your word and how it can help us to overcome the strongholds of the lies that we believe in our lives. Would you open our hearts and our minds again to, to the freedom that comes from believing that Jesus is alive, that he, he really lived, he really died, and he really rose again. And because of that, we can have his mind guiding our lives today. Speak to us through your spirit and your word, helping us to see that we have the mind of Christ. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Now, we've been looking a little bit at the mind of the Apostle Paul, particularly uh, in the letter to the Philippians. And what we've been learning is that most of life's battles are won or lost in the mind. Right? The mind itself is a battlefield between the lies of the enemy and the truth that God wants us to understand about who he is, about who we are, and who he has created us to be. The life you have is a reflection of the thoughts that you think. What comes into your mind comes out in your life. Our thoughts matter. We need to take time to think about what we think about, right? So that we can take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. God wants to speak a healing word to our minds as we allow his spirit to guide us in our thought life. Now, we know that Paul was a prisoner in Rome. He had gone there to, to preach the gospel, and he was arrested, and he was chained to Roman guards, and, and everything that he thought he was going to do didn't happen. But what did happen turned out for God's glory. And he wrote this meaningful letter to the church in Philippi, and he ended the letter in this way. Philippians 4, verses 6 through 9, he says, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about such things. Think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. The peace of God will guard your heart and your mind. How many of you today would say that you, like me, struggle with uh, runaway thinking? You start to worry about something, and then your mind starts to spin on it, and pretty soon you're 10 steps down the road thinking all these terrible, awful things, and, and, and you get yourself all worked up and anxious about something going on in life. We have fear at times about the future or what's happening around us. Why, why do we do this? Why do we get ourselves all worked up so, so often? Our, our minds can run away with us, right? We have to study for this exam, and we've been putting it off, and, and, and we know that if we don't study, then I, I'm not going to get good grades. And, and if I don't get good grades, then I'm not going to get into college. And if I don't get into college, I won't get a degree. And if I don't get a degree, then nobody's going to want to marry me. And if I'm not going to get married, then I can't have any kids. And because when you have kids, then you have to worry about everything that they are going to do, right? We have to send them to school. And then we have to worry about them while they're in school and, and all of the things that they go through in the world of school. And, I'm sorry, I'm stressing my wife out. 
because eventually they're going to want to drive, and then we've got to get insurance and then braces. And then we have to start saving for their college while we're still paying off my own college, right? And I'm worried because I'm getting a headache and maybe that means I have a a, a brain tumor and all of a sudden life is spinning out of control because I haven't studied for this exam. Our minds can run away with us, right? Let's talk about worry in the mind. We've talked about our key thought throughout this series. Your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts, which is good news if you're thinking about God's truth and and the lovely good things of of life in this world. And it's a, a bad thing if you think about negative thoughts and you're believing lies of the enemy. See, the problem is if we're focused on things that make us afraid and anxious, our minds will tend to run in the direction that might not be pleasing to God or might lead us into some dark and fearful places, which isn't what God wants for us. We, we believe the, the strongholds that, that, that the enemy has placed us in, which we talked about is a, a prison of lies for our mind that, that causes us to experience a life that is not the life that God wants for us. Why is it that our mind so often takes our experiences of life and compounds them with fear? Well, we've been talking about how God has hardwired our brains and and he's designed them to be these amazing things. And and we know that that in the brain is this little almond-shaped portion called the amygdala. And when you, when you experience uh, a frightening situation or a dangerous situation, the amygdala kicks in and it floods your body with adrenaline and, and it's responsible for the fight or flight fear response, right? Where there's danger, the amygdala kicks in and, and, and the adrenaline starts pumping and the heart starts racing. And it's like if you've ever been hiking in the desert in Arizona and all of a sudden you look down and there's a rattlesnake on the trail, right? Amygdala, adrenaline, run, the amygdala says, right? Or or you're lying in bed at night and you hear this loud noise and and the amygdala kicks in and your heart starts racing. You think, oh, there's an intruder in the house. And then I remember the story when my dad was away one time and and, and my mom heard a noise and so she came and woke me up and we got the shotgun out, right? Because you you do that in Arizona. You You get the shotgun and we went through the whole house and opened every door with the shotgun to make sure there was no intruder in the house. You see, the problem is the amygdala is not objective in any way. It's hardwired to kick in and to trigger when we sense danger. And it needs the prefrontal cortex, the logic part of the brain, to, to, to balance it out and to help us navigate life. Like when you hear a noise at night, the amygdala says, you're going to die. <laughs> and the prefrontal cortex kicks in and goes, oh, no, it's just a cat. <laughs> See, without the prefrontal cortex, the amygdala responds according to its pre-programmed role in the body. And I think the challenge for many of us is because of the experiences that we've had in life, our brains have been pre-programmed to respond to particular triggers that take us to an unhealthy zone of worry that causes the amygdala to kick in and we live a life of fear and anxiety and stress more often than likely we need to. You see, we experience something uh, that that triggers a response that leads to an unhealthy form of fear and anxiety about life that isn't grounded in the truth that God has revealed to us through his word. I mean, Jesus did not say, let your hearts be troubled. 
He said, do not let your hearts be troubled. The angel didn't come to the shepherds and say, glory to God in the highest, stress and anxiety on earth. (laughs) Right? He said, peace on earth and goodwill to everyone. Paul didn't say, be anxious about everything. He said, don't be anxious about anything. In every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. See, in every situation, before your big test, at your job interview, when you're dreaming of your future spouse, when you're worrying about your financial burdens, when you're battling that addiction, when you're struggling with your marriage challenges, in every situation, what do we do? By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, we present our request to God. You see, how do we not be anxious about anything in this life? In prayer, we present our requests to God. See, this supernatural thing called the peace of God is what God says he will bestow upon us. He will give to us and it will guard our hearts and our minds so that we don't experience the negative, unhealthy anxiety and worry of fear of life in this world. Again, how do we experience this heavenly peace that comes from God? We experience it through the pathway of prayer, talking to God engaging with God, allowing God to be a part of your daily life, to include God in your routine, to have a conversation once in a while with the God who loves you and who made you and knows you better than yourself. Isn't the problem that so often for many of us, though, prayer is the last resort? I mean, how many of us have heard somebody say, well, all we can do now is pray? Prayer is the first thing that we can do. Prayer is the thing that we can do all the time. We can always pray. Prayer is the frontline defense against the lies of the enemy and the evils of this world. You can boldly go before the throne of grace to find help in a time of need. You can have anything you ask that's in accordance with God's will, the Bible tells us. God hears our prayers. You do not have because you do not ask, Jesus said. When you go before God, you have an audience with the king of the universe, your heavenly father who loves you, who hears your prayers. And the good news is that he doesn't only hear and respond to the prayers of his people, but what we discover as we live a life of prayer is that prayer actually changes us. Not only does prayer move the heart of God, but prayer actually changes the chemistry of your brain. A few decades ago, neurologists believed that the brain didn't change after adolescence, but now we're beginning to realize more and more that the brain is constantly changing. It's rewiring itself based on the thoughts that we think and those neural pathways that we've been talking about based on the experiences that we have in life. It's a process called neuroplasticity, and that's what we've been talking about as we talk about how we can actually rewire our brains based on the truth of God's word in our life. When you think a thought, it's easier to think that thought. And the more often you think it, the faster and easier it is to think that thought again, which again is good news if you're thinking good thoughts. (laughs) Studies have actually shown that prayer changes the chemistry in your brain. Dr. Carolyn Leaf, author of a book called Switch on Your Brain, says that it has been found that 12 minutes of daily focused prayer over an eight-week period can change the brain to such an extent that it can be measured on a brain scan. Isn't that amazing? 
Prayer doesn't just touch the heart of God. It actually changes us. It's part of how God helps us to renew our minds. In the same way that toxic and negative thinking can hurt our brains, prayer actually heals our brains and renews the mind. That's why Paul said, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why do we worry and panic and, and get so filled with anxiety all the time? We, we have these experiences of life and that, that amygdala kicks in and, and it says, prepare for the worst case scenario. Save yourself. Run away. Hide. Paul would say our mind is being dominated by sinful thinking. What is worry if you really think about it? Isn't, isn't worry the sin of distrusting the promises and the power of God? Isn't worry saying, God, I don't believe you're good enough to handle this one. God, I don't, I don't trust you with this area of my life. I need to take control and, and maintain you know, uh, the, the directions here. See, Paul would say, instead of letting my sinful nature control my mind, I want to choose to let the Holy Spirit of God control my mind. I'm going to let the logical part of my brain choose to focus on that which is spiritual. Because I believe that that which is spiritual is eternal, and therefore I'm going to logically choose to believe that what God says is true. I'm going to let my brain choose the truth of the Holy Spirit so the Spirit can then direct my mind towards the things of God. Isn't that really what Paul says in Romans 8, verses 5 and 6? He says, those who live according to the flesh. Now, for Paul, this word flesh is our, our sinful nature. It's our, our worldliness apart from God. It's life separated from God, independent from God, with self as the center. Uh, those who live according to the, the flesh, this sinful nature, have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. Paul makes it clear that being governed by the flesh has to do with our mindset. It has to do with how we think. It has to do with what we allow our brains to dwell on and reflect on and think on. And those minds that are governed by our life without God, our life apart from God, experience life as a living death. And ultimately, we know that the end of life with apart from God is death. That's why we celebrate that Jesus has come, that he gave his life so that we can have life and have it abundantly and have it eternally. The, the mind that's governed by the truths of God's word and of his son, Jesus Christ, is life. And therefore, we find peace. Letting the Spirit control our minds leads to life and peace. That's why we have to take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. If there's a thought in our head that's inconsistent with God's word, and we take that thought captive and we make it obedient to Christ, we're, we're using our brains to choose the things of the Spirit as opposed to our natural human tendency, which is to, to allow the amygdala to rule uh, the fear response and to become so anxious and worried about life. That's not going to do us any good anyway. Because we will not be dominated by our sinful thoughts that will become displeasing to God, that take us out of God's will and lead us to dark places in our lives. Instead, we choose to let the Spirit of God lead us into how to follow and apply God's truth in every situation. 
See, God's truth doesn't lead us to anxiety or stress or fear or panic, but to life and peace. Now, now how do we do this? You take whatever is worrying you, your 17-year-old teenage son, (laughs) your uh, bills that are keeping you awake in the middle of the night, your fear of the... You take whatever is worrying you and you give it to God. You say, take it. I I can't handle it. I need you to take this one. And you give it to God. And in the middle of the night when you wake up and you're in a cold sweat because you can't handle it, you get down on your knees and you say, God, take it. I can't hold it anymore. You've got to handle this one. Somehow, I don't know what it is, I do this all the time too, but somehow I think that I can handle it better than God, right? And, and isn't the challenge that often we will we'll give our worries away to God and then we, we kind of start to get impatient and he's not doing enough quickly and so we take it back again, <laughs> right? What are we told to do? We're told to cast all our cares on him because he cares for us. So we, we, we don't just take our worries and give them to God. Really, we're supposed to give all of our life to God. We're supposed to bring all that we have and all that we are and place it in his care to, 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 to find that our lives actually become hidden in Christ is the way the Bible says it. See, to set our minds on the things of the Spirit doesn't mean that we go around with our head in the clouds detached from everyday life. It doesn't mean that you have to join a monastery and pray seven hours a day in meditation and prayer in order to be holy. It doesn't mean that you don't get your hands dirty with mundane things like work and paying bills and cleaning the house and fixing meals and mowing the lawn or shoveling the snow recently. Rather... To set your mind on the things of the Spirit means that we relate all of those things to God and His Word. All of them become a part of our life in Christ. So, so what do I do? Well, I do what I can do, right? I, I choose good doctors. I, I study for uh, my exams. I, I, I budget my finances, and I try and spend less than I make. I, 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 I do what I can do, and then I give to God what I can't do. I do what I can do, but then I give to God what I can't do, and then most importantly, I trust in God no matter what. Imagine with me for a minute, if you're uh, a worrier like me, uh, just take a minute and imagine what life would be like if you lived with a true heart of peace. Uh, What would life be like if you walked around truly joyful because your heart was, was overflowing with the joy of the Lord? What would it be like to be experiencing a peace of mind that is impossible to even explain to anyone else? What would it be like to experience a depth of, of, of faith and trust in God that just erased all fear from your life? What would that life be like? Do we realize that that life is possible? But we also realize that it's a choice. It's possible but it's also a choice. If your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts, do you like the direction your thoughts are taking you? 
See, we have to start by identifying the truth that sets us free from the strongholds of the enemy in our life. We need to write it down. We need to think about it. We need to confess it to God, and we need to do it over and over again until we believe it. We need to, in that process, meditate on God's truth and declare what's true about you that God has revealed through his word. Write it, think it, confess it, believe it. You are not a hostage to your unhealthy thoughts. The weapons that you fight with are not the weapons of this world. You have divine power to demolish strongholds. Worry is not your master. You trust in God. His peace guards your heart and your mind and your soul in Christ Jesus. You are not a slave to your habits or your addictions. You have been rescued from the power of darkness and been brought into the kingdom of his marvelous light. Do you believe it? Because if you believe it, you can achieve it. (laughs) It's a choice on whose truth will guide our lives. Now, we also know that you can't control what happens to you, but you can choose how you frame it, right? We we do not interpret God through the circumstances of our life, but we interpret the circumstances of our life through the goodness of God. And that what we find in this process is that we cover everything in prayer. Because you are not anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, you present your request to God, the peace of God, which transcends understanding will guard your heart and your mind. Don't believe the enemy's lies. Embrace God's truth. You have the mind of Christ. Let Jesus win the battle. Because when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Amen? Let's pray. God, some of us here this morning have some things that we've been holding on to that we need to hand over to you. God, we we give those worries and those concerns, those anxiety-producing aspects of our life now to your hands. We entrust them to you because we know that we can't handle it on our own, but, but you can. We thank you, God, that in that process of of handing over our worries and our concerns and and every situation in life that you have promised that you will give us your peace, a peace that comes from only you and that transcends our ability to comprehend or even understand. We thank you, God, that you have poured out the love and the joy of Christ into our lives, and we ask for your forgiveness this morning, God, for the ways that we have believed the lies of the enemy rather than living into the truth of this gift of new life in Jesus Christ. God, change our mindset, change our thinking, change our hearts so that we can experience the abundant life, the fruitful life, the joy-filled life of peace that you have offered us through your son, Jesus, in whose name we pray, amen.